Welcome to Abstract Audio, the podcast presenting life as an abstract art form. The show that encourages you to perceive beyond the tangible, to extract the infinite from the finite, to see with the mind what you cannot physically see with the eyes. Oh, this? It's an emancipation. It's an exploration into areas usually overlooked. Explore with me on today's episode. Hello, all, and welcome to the first episode of Abstract Audio. I'm your host, Amber Janae. And first of all, I'd just like to thank everyone who's tuning in, deciding to lend an ear. I know there's a lot of options out there, and it means so much that you're taking the time out to listen in. See what I did there? Well, I promise it won't be all jokes like that, but first and foremost, I did just want to really briefly touch on my motivations for starting a podcast. I mean, okay, on a very surface level, uh, people have always said, oh, you know, you have such a pleasant voice, and I'm a Gemini, so we're kind of used to talking to ourselves. Of course, it's something that genuinely piqued my interest, though. And aside from that, uh, look, I don't know about anyone else or their journey, but I personally am not in this for any recognition or clout or money or exposure. But at the same time, it's not like I was just sitting around like, hey, I'm bored, you know, I want to go talk to strangers about myself and my outlook on the world. And no, it wasn't really any of that either. If you want, though, you can kind of relate my motivation to the title, Abstract Audio. You know, it's not uncommon to hear that phrase, life imitates art. I think Oscar Wilde said that. Uh, Basically, the self-conscious aim of life is to find expression, release, happiness, And art offers certain beautiful forms through which one can realize those things. So when you think about it, life is the most abstract art form there is. So I just wanted to kind of create a forum in which I could be real with myself and real with others about the nuances of this art form we call life. And that's kind of just what I do and what I'll be doing here and what I've always done. You know, I create, I write, it's what I'm good at. It's what makes me happy. It's my calling. You know, I was even on stuff like the speech team, the debate team, newspaper in school. And before you ask, yes, I was a huge nerd. <laughs> Glasses, you know, the whole nine. And to some extent, I still am. You know, you can always find me buried in a book or, you know, I'm a big Doctor Who fan and Star Wars. I love all sorts of anime. I'm getting off topic. Uh, but of course, you know, they say the things that make you nerdy in school tend to make you more successful in life. I'm still very much so testing that theory and figuring out a niche, you know, carving out a path for myself on this hunk of a spinning rock. Uh, But really, aren't we all? That's honestly what, in my opinion, defines us as humans, right? It's like, what do they call it? The ties that bind, you know, that struggle, the turmoil, the chaos. The figuring it out as we go, like the acknowledgement that life just sucks, but at least it sucks for everyone, right? At least we all have to go through it together. And that's kind of what I wanted to speak on today. 
I mean, every episode will ideally have a human experience aspect to it. But today, I just wanted to place an emphasis on what that togetherness should and could entail. So jumping right on in, I just want you to imagine your version of a perfect world. You know, whatever your reality is right now, just toss it out the window. You know, your light bill due tomorrow, your kids running around screaming. Just tune it all out and do your best to visualize what kind of society you'd honestly like to wake up to every day. And I'll give you a second to ponder that. Got it? Okay. Well, for me, I imagine these big open expanses, you know, fields and lush gardens full of enough food for everyone. These big open tents. We're all running around, just frolicking naked, dancing around big open flames. I mean, how great is fire? It's pretty. It's warm. It gets rid of evidence. (laughs) Okay, full disclosure, I may be a bit of a pyromaniac and my ideal society is basically Burning Man. And that may sound a little cultish to you, but you know, cults aren't all that bad without all the isolation, abuse, murders, and manipulation. Albeit those are some pretty big caveats, but hey, my idea doesn't have to be the same as yours and vice versa. That's why we're here. Nonetheless, this picture you're holding on to right now, as simple or as far-fetched as it may seem, is a direct reflection on your psychological sense of community, essentially meaning your perception, your understanding, your attitudes, your feelings, etc., about community and your place within it. And this, not surprisingly, and like most things, can often be tracked back to your own upbringing and unique circumstances growing up. A psychologist, uh, Gusfield, I think was the name, identified two dimensions of community. He called them territorial and relational. And you can kind of think of it as like nature and nurture, a territorial being the physical confines of the area that's inhabited, and relational just meaning the social fabric that actually weaves its inhabitants together. And that's not to say there aren't other factors, you know, that go into a community, but they all tend to kind of sit under those general subsets just as your perfect picture would. And when I say perfect, guys, please take that with a grain of salt because we all know that perfection isn't attainable. So sorry to burst your bubble there, but your perfect world probably won't come to fruition anytime soon. We're just getting as close to ideal as we can here for conversation's sake. So anyway, your ideal world, albeit unattainable or otherwise, is and has to be held together by a type of psychological and sociological glue. Uh, This glue was eventually simplified into four distinct elements uh, by another set of psychologists, Macmillan and Chavez, in like 1980-something, these being membership, influence, fulfillment of needs, and shared emotional connection. Now stay with me here, because I know I'm kind of throwing a lot at you, but keep your perfect picture in your head for me, because we're just going to compare and contrast these elements to the world we really live in today. So first point, membership. Now, you can take this to include things like boundaries, emotional and physical safety, a sense of belonging, things like that. And now I'm sure you all feel safe and warm and at peace in your ideal society, but do you feel safe in today's society? Really, think about that. Emotional and physical safety are some of the biggest points on Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which I'm sure we're all familiar with, but I'll reference that on the blog later for people who are unfamiliar. 
Uh, but is that something that we can honestly say we've achieved as a community of people in 2023? Now, I don't know about you, uh, but as a Black woman in America, safe isn't something I feel stepping out of my house every day. And even more so when it comes to my Black son. And boundaries? Uh, come on, with social media at its peak, all boundaries have been reduced to as a block button or a 30-day ban on Facebook. This is a day and age in which people feel emboldened to do and say whatever they want, which is good for people like me who like to talk a lot of shit, but not so much when it comes to members of society who have been appointed to lead and represent and protect us doing the same, whether it be police or the government or the 1%. The fact is, if we've learned anything, it's that those with more power, quite frankly, have no problem abusing it. So how could a healthy sense of belonging possibly be fostered in this kind of environment? You know, when so many people feel discriminated against or isolated or unheard or slighted, and then you factor in social media, you know, something that was meant to draw us closer together and make us feel seen and feel heard to be pulling us further apart. We look to our neighbors now, not with a sense of kindness and neighborly love, but with a sense of envy and skepticism. I mean, I'm not going to lie. To give society some credit, this coming from a self-proclaimed introverted, anxious overthinker, <laughs> connection is sometimes hard, tedious, time-consuming. And it's funny because those are all often problems we'd like to solve for, right? As humans, we like to solve problems, you know, make things more efficient, make it better. So it makes sense that we may be moving away from it. It's much easier to fake connection nowadays than it is to build it. Uh, but that thinking has made it so we all have this sort of wall up now, right? Our own isolated little bubble that we don't really want to let anyone in anymore. And that doesn't really sound like a membership I'd personally subscribe to. Would you? Next, there's the aspect of influence. So that society in your head, how does it operate? You know, who's running it? On a smaller scale, you know, how do you interact there? Do you have like a president? Any influencers to look to? Now, if your answer is no, I'd say you're on the right track. Because as we've seen in real time, this society relies so heavily on an unbalanced system of power and influence that it's nearly crippling us. We, especially us in the Black community, have this kind of crabs in a barrel mentality. And if you've never heard the saying or if you've never seen crabs in a barrel, they're all basically just clawing over each other scrambling to get to the top. Or to take it a step further, you guys have seen that ants in an enclosure kind of deal, right? So you put some black ants and some red ants in one environment, you know, shake it up, and the red ants are going to start attacking the black ants and vice versa, not knowing it was an outside force pulling all the strings or shaking the ant farm. And I thought that was a great analogy for power and influence in today's society. You know, we're here fighting each other over things and resources because an outside power deemed it necessary. Whereas in a healthy community, in a healthy community, influence is ideally meant to work both ways. Members need to have some influence in the group and some influence by the group on its members is needed for true group cohesion. But as we all know, in America, our votes are simply suggestions and mainstream media can be easily manipulated to support whatever outcome is deemed beneficial. We're just that malleable and impressionable as a people, unfortunately. 
So basically what we're left with is this illusion of power, just as we have this kind of illusion of global community. Next is integration and fulfillment of needs, which in this context just means that members need to feel rewarded in some way for their participation in the community. Now, if you're like me, you hear reward, you think money. And in that sense, we do as a society get rewarded. Yes, there were air quotes there with a paycheck uh, by abiding by social rules and regulations. You know, you go out, you get a job, you keep your wits about you for about eight plus hours. You know, you go home. It's a cycle we all know too well. And you do all that on a regular basis. And here's your reward, you know, a living wage. That's enough to do just that. Keep you living just to do it all over again. And then you die. But is that really a reward? And not to sound ungrateful, uh, because goodness knows there's places in the world that have it much worse than we do. Uh, But this work to live to die peacefully mentality just always sounded more like a scam to me and to most people in my generation. I was born in 96, by the way, I am technically a millennial. Uh, But what's worse is it's a scam that leaves its members feeling anything but fulfilled. It does just the opposite, really. It, it makes us feel kind of empty. And it's on us to fulfill our own needs, which makes us inclined to only look out for ourselves, leading to this sense of hyper-individualism or a tendency for people to act in a highly individual way without regard to society at all. When ideally, it would and could be a matter handled on a societal level, forcing us to think of one another as a whole that benefits from each of its members' happiness and satisfaction. Uh, Lastly, uh, we have shared emotional connection, which, as I was saying earlier, may be the only thing that truly binds us as a community of people and is the only box we actually still check off. Shared experience and emotions. You know, I was watching this video earlier, and a woman was saying that, oh, you know, life is hard and it's this and it's that, but if she had the chance, uh, the option, however, to be here again on earth, knowing all that she knows now, experiencing the full range of human emotions, you know, sadness, fear, heartbreak, that she wouldn't change it for the world. Of course, I called complete bullshit. You know, no one in their right mind would choose the transitory kind of pain and fragility that comes with the human condition. Unless, of course, the alternatives were much, much worse, which we can't truly know for sure. But regardless, it seems humanity is quickly evolving in a direction that relies less on physical and emotional connection with its members. And that's kind of scary to think about. It's funny, though. I was speaking with my aunt a little while back because I have no friends. And she was saying, you know, just how different our generation is than those of the past. And she was saying, you know, we're distant and don't place as much importance on family and kind of just do our own thing. And that got me thinking, you know, we truly are the most connected and disconnected group I feel there's been thus far. I took it to mean basically, you know, she was saying our generation just doesn't feel the same needs communicatively and emotionally than our predecessors. And that's not just a natural thing. You know, it's come over time with the growth of technology. It, It corresponds directly and indefinitely. You know, humans evolve, yes, but if we don't adjust our trajectory, we'll be simply evolving above or past basic human interaction. 
You know, we like to fix things, remember, improve things, but we don't fix ourselves right out of existence. All these technological leaps and advances, you know, all this artificial intelligence shit, you know, it really gets you thinking about that kind of thing. And if you aren't, you should be because it's really gaining momentum now. Uh, meanwhile, China's still beating us in every field, including tech. <laughs> you know, I always say it's either going to be the AI or the Asians. You feel me? <laughs> One of them motherfuckers coming to overthrow us for sure. Or worse, you know, <laughs> AI ran by Asians. Little tag team action, you know. No offense to my Pacific Islander brothers and sisters, all my Asian listeners. I love everyone. And y'all are smart as hell, but China does own about $1 trillion of the U.S. debt, and there's a lot going on behind the scenes there. Just facts. A little off topic, sorry. Uh, but then, you know, you kind of get to thinking, like, have we been thrown so off course? Have we fucked up so colossally in our quest for comfortability and ease of the world around us that we forgot how to just be comfortable with each other? Has human evolution gotten to the point of us no longer even being able to achieve the things psychology and sociology has previously deemed necessary? Were they ever achievable to begin with? Like, for real, show me a fully actualized human being. I want to know what the fuck that even looks like today. It's rare because we're all missing those steps as a community. Like, if social media wasn't doing enough, now we're entering the metaverse and soon we'll be in our own like solo pods with headsets on while our bodies waste away to nothing with the promise that our consciousness will be uploaded directly to this perfect digital world. And whoa, that kind of sounds like what religion promises, but we'll get into that another day. Of course, guys, I'm taking some creative liberties here, but that's where it all kind of comes full circle, right? I think we can all acknowledge that life isn't perfect. You know, society isn't perfect, and our community is essentially hanging on by a thread, but that thread is our lifeline, literally and figuratively. <laughs> it's also what can save us. You know, we can't run away into the metaverse. We can't retreat to that perfect picture we have in our heads as much as we might like to. And don't spend too much time in that fantasy because in real life, that fragility, that humanity is all we really have left. Everything else can and will crumble. Shit, it is crumbling. Uh, look at all the things that already separate us. Age, race, religion, gender, status. Why add to that growing divide? We need to get back to what holds us together rather than feeding into what divides us. And that's not to say, you know, though, that progress is a bad thing. You know, once again, it's human nature to change and grow. But we should do so organically. Luckily, America is naturally diversifying by the day, and it's estimated by about like 2050, if we're all still around by then, that a majority of our population will be Hispanic or Latino. You know, brush up on your Spanish, y'all, if you haven't. But that's good because with them, they're bringing a greater sense of closeness and family and community. You know, they stick together, you know, abuela, all the niños under one roof. And I feel like if we just can find a way to harness that sense of cultural togetherness, acknowledging that we all need each other instead of competing with each other or envying each other and running away from genuine connection, that ideal image in your mind, maybe it won't be so far out of reach. I'd like to thank you guys so much once again for sitting in on my rambling. 
I don't want to hold you too long. I'm going to try to keep these around 15 to 20 minutes every episode. Uh, But moving forward, we have a ton more great topics to touch on and some great guests coming on as well. You can also feel free to head on over to our site, theabstractaudioshow.com, to subscribe to get updates, comment on today's topic, or suggest more topics you'd like to hear incorporated in the future. And until then, guys, always appreciate the abstract in your life.